Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The all-new Chevy Colorado is made for more. Stacked with the latest in-vehicle technologies like a class-leading 11-inch diagonal center touchscreen and an extra-large wireless charging pad. Plus, it features wireless Apple CarPlay and Android Auto compatibility to make staying connected easy wherever your adventure takes you. Chevy Colorado made for more learn more at chevrolet.com slash truck slash colorado claims based on latest competitive data this is the on the banks podcast follow us on twitter at otb underscore sb nation now here's your host aaron brightman welcome to episode 137 of the on the banks podcast This is a special episode, NCAA tournament preview for Rutgers women's lacrosse. Fresh off of earning their second straight NCAA tournament bid, they will face St. Joseph's in the first round Friday, May 13th at 5.30 p.m. at Stony Brook for a second consecutive year. It's been a historic season for this program, and we will speak soon to head coach Melissa Lehman and all Big Ten first team and All-American Meg Ball shortly, but just wanted to recap how far this team has come. Layman's third year at the helm. We've had her on several times before. Really, uh, this was the breakout season. Last year, you know, they learned how to win. They had a couple first victories over Big Ten foes. They did register that first ever NCAA tournament win in program history. And this year, they really did not miss a beat. Set a program record for most wins in the season. They're 15 and four. They finished in third place in the Big Ten. Their best ever finish with a four and two record. And then, Last Friday, hosting the Big Ten tournament, first time in program history, and then coming through with a really, really impressive, dominant victory over Northwestern, ranked number four at the time. It's the highest ranked win in program history. Uh, first time they've ever beaten Northwestern in 17 tries. This is a team they lost to by eight goals on the road in April. And it was really just the way in which this team uh, came out from the start uh, and just dominated the action. Uh, It was uh, as dominant a performance from any Rutgers team that I can remember this year, winning 13 to five. They finished the season with five ranked wins, uh, number seven RPI ranking. They will, like I mentioned, will play St. Joe's. They are in Stony Brook's bracket again, are the seeded team at number six. You know, a little bit of, uh, I think you could say, gripe uh, of the draw for Rutgers, maybe deserved a little bit better shake there. Not much creativity from the NCAA uh, committee, um, putting three of the four teams that were in that region last year back again. Drexel is playing Stony Brook. That's actually the team that Rutgers beat last year. You know, you have other matchups. You can look at Mercer and Florida playing on the other side. They actually had the exact same matchup in the first round last year. 
not really fair for Mercer, uh, lost to Florida 23 to six. So you could think that the committee could have been a little more creative, but all the same, uh, Rutgers is back second year in a row, huge opportunity for them. They've really been tremendous on defense this year as a dynamic of an offensive attack as they have with Cassidy Spillis setting a program record 65 goals in a season. Stephanie Kelly, the transfer from St. Joe's coming over, setting a single season record with assists. T.T. Nizlonski setting the program record for most points in a career. Three dynamic offensive players. You also have Merritt Hartshorn has been tremendous. Asha Campo. They have a lot of players that can score for this team, but defensively, they really have taken a, a leap. I believe, you know, they finished top 20 in scoring defense, top 20 in cause turnovers, 18th in both. Sophia Cardello's development and goal has been tremendous for this team. Uh, and just overall, this team is even more balanced and I think confident and, and their pedigree, their schedule, the, the teams they've had to face, the adversity they've overcome. They really, I mean, they haven't had any blip on the radar all year. They didn't lose twice to Maryland. Listen, they're the Big Ten champs, uh, number three, uh, did earn the number two seed uh, overall in the NCAA tournament. There's no shame there. And really, other than that, they, they lost twice all season. So, and uh, one of those, Northwestern, they then redeemed themselves and won. So, tremendous season so far. Tons of opportunity now ahead. To discuss Friday's matchup against St. Joe's and the return trip to the NCAA tournament, we now welcome in Rutgers Women's Lacrosse head coach, newly crowned Big Ten Coach of the Year, Melissa Lehman. It's my pleasure to welcome back to the On the Banks podcast, Rutgers Women's Lacrosse head coach, Melissa Lehman, freshly named Big Ten Coach of the Year for this team's performance this past season, a breakthrough campaign, 15-4 record, and earning the second consecutive trip to the NCAA tournament this Friday. Coach Lehman, congratulations, and thanks for being back. Thanks so much, Aaron. Happy to be here. So I'm sure it's been a whirlwind uh, this last week, hosting the Big Ten Championship, having a Big Ten tournament, the win over Northwestern, the highest-ranked victory in program history, then having that championship game against Maryland. Really played three of your best halves, probably since your arrival, before uh, losing to Maryland in the title game, now going back to the NCAA tournament. Uh, what has it all been like for you, for this program, and how, how much does it mean to everyone around? Yeah, this last week was super exciting in so many ways. We were so happy to be hosting the Big Ten tournament. And all year, the goal was to be playing on SHI um, in front of our home state crowd. And we got back there and we were locked in. The team was just fired up and ready to go for that Friday night showdown with Northwestern. And um, just an unbelievable game. That was one of the best games I've ever seen Rutgers lacrosse play and um, just locked in for 60 minutes and um, intense and fighting and just, um, you know, ready to play. I think that they had a lot of confidence and just um, really played our game. And I'm so proud of this team. That was a historic victory for this program. The last um, team that we had yet to beat in the Big Ten. So um, it's it's really been exciting to have such a, a season of firsts. And we are just looking for that next opportunity to make history. And we're excited to be back in NCAAs this week. So you've taken the program pretty far in just your third year. That first year, obviously, COVID, uh, you know, was shortened season. Every good team has to take that step in terms of learning how to win. We've talked about before that middle of last season where um, this team kind of took that next step. Friday's seemed different in terms of 
getting to that next level of where elite great teams get to beating a team, a top five team like you did, but in dominating fashion. How important is that overall for that the uh, long-term development of the program, but also for your confidence going into Friday and the in-state tournament? It's huge. I mean, we now know we can play with the top programs out there. You know, a top five win for this team gives us so much confidence. Um, and I think overall, it was really about the mentality that we had and the passion that we played with. And if we play like that, we're going to be a hard team to stop. And so we're just bottling up all of that that we learned and can take away from that game um, to give us confidence in this tournament where we know we're going to see teams of that caliber as well. Wanted to ask about the roster a little bit. Stephanie Kelly obviously was an accomplished player at St. Joe's. Now you're playing her former team, um, but sets a single season program record for assists. What has her impact been to this team and how has it improved the offensive attack overall? Yeah, I mean, I think her impact, she's a facilitator. She um, spreads the ball around and that's been great with our team. We have a lot of players that can score. to So to bring Steph in as a player who um, likes to get the ball moving and looks for her teammates always has been great. Um, we've seen a lot of people just put up a lot of numbers because of her ability to spread the ball. And how has that helped, you know, in terms of Cassidy Spillis setting a, a program record for most goals, 65 in, in the season, you know, her, her continued success, obviously T.T. Zasonski as well, setting the program record for points. I mean, you, you, you truly have, you know, record setters all over the field for this program. But how has it all kind of come together and been uh, cohesive uh, in terms of, of everybody clicking? Yeah, it's been really impressive what a lot of our attackers have done, no question, especially um, Cassidy and TT with their gold numbers. But I think overall, um, just the way our unit works, we spread the ball, we like to move the ball quickly. And I think that um, when we do that, our goal scorers are really able to play at their best when the team's, the opponent's defense is sliding and then recovering and they're a little bit out of sorts. That's when you find Cassidy Spillis open on the backside or TT takes advantage of, um, you know, maybe a recovering defender. So it's really about our overall game mentality and approach to how we play offense that um, allows just competitors and goal scorers like those two to take over. And defensively, top 20 in terms of uh, scoring defense nationally. Megan Ball, another tremendous season. One of four, along with Kelly Spillis and uh, Naslanski named All-Americans today. What has her importance been and, and her uh, leadership on the defense bring to this team? Yeah, I mean, I think overall I've been impressed with our defense. You know, it's really come along in the second half of the season and um, we're really gelling as a unit. I think that Megan Paul just leads that in her consistency. She's going to bring that competitiveness, that toughness um, to the field every game. So whether it's in her one-on-one -on -one matchups or um, making a great slide off ball, picking up those ground balls that she does so well for us, um, you know, that's, she's just a staple and she's reliable. And um, that's something that we talk about of with our defense is playing consistent, having each other's backs. And I've seen that um, pretty much at the later half of this season, anchored by Sophia Cardello, who has come out 
huge for us. So I think overall, really happy with the defense, happy with the way Jess Beneducci is um, taking her role to heart, um, limiting the other top goal scorers of players that that we've played. She limited Lauren Gilbert to one goal off an eight meter, which was huge as one of the best attackers in the country. And um, like I said, with Cardello in the net, she just has a great presence and she thrives under pressure. And so we're lucky to have her um, giving our defense that confidence from the back. And I think she's an example of someone that, you know, she started early on in her career and kind of as your success has grown, her, her play just continues to improve. Yeah, absolutely. And we've seen that with a, a lot of people um, on this team that are younger. I think our juniors right now gained so much confidence last year as sophomores. Um, and so seeing her right now just thrive and do what she does so well um, with so much confidence. Um, she's a huge, huge player for us, Cardello. We've talked in the past about the importance of the non-conference schedule and, you know, preparing you for this stage that you're now going into. You had a lot of teams on the schedule this year that made the NCAA tournament last year. I believe you played uh, five NCAA tournament teams this year that are in the field. You have four wins against NCAA tournament teams. How important has that been to the development of this team and how did it kind of help lead to more success in Big Ten play? I think it's all about playing different styles of play and teams that are hungry, teams that um, just compete at a high level and are very athletic. And so it was really important. I think specifically, um, you know, our JMU win was huge changing uh, uh, up our style a little bit, um, playing more zone and feeling um, like we took away a lot of confidence in that um, game with, with a really talented JMU team. That was huge. I think, you know, we've played some other non-conference teams that um, maybe didn't make the tournament, but Arizona state gave us a run for our money, um, taking us in overtime. And I really believe that their style of play on offense prepared us for Northwestern, very similar styles. And, um, that practice gets you ready for, um, you know, playing those top teams. And so we're just taking away every, you know, little lessons from every single game that we can use when it matters. So not only do you have uh, an experienced team in terms of what to, to know and prepare for for the NCAA tournament, but you're actually playing on the same field, uh, same venue as last year at Stony Brook. Does that help at all? Is it really not much of a factor? And uh, what can you tell us in terms of your preparation for St. Joseph's? Yeah, I mean, I think it's exciting. We have a lot of girls on the team from Long Island, so um, they'll be going home, which is awesome for them. And we'll get a good turnout of fans out there, I know. Um, there's a familiar familiarity um, with having been there last year. Um, I think we're excited to head out there. Um, you know, it's it's always exciting to be in NCAAs and we're not far away from home. So we're going to be making the trip tomorrow. Um, and we've already started prepping, you know, for St. Joe's, which I know is a really tough team winning their conference. And um, they have a lot of confidence going into this game. And so um, we're taking it one day at a time and um, really looking forward to, you know, a tough matchup on Friday. Um, but we're, we're looking at to focus on us. I think that's, that's the biggest thing that we talk about. And that's really how um, we were able to have some of our best games and, and best victories this year is when we've played at our best. And that means um, our offense is playing with an attacking mindset and confident and the defense is playing together. So a couple more for you, coach. Mm -hmm. I know probably don't want to talk about yourself right now, but just wanted to ask if you had any moment at all to kind of step back 
have perspective in terms of how quickly you've turned this program around, your own personal success, your first head coaching job, and what it kind of means to you personally and, and your family and, and everyone around you? You know, there hasn't been much time to relax. It's been go, go, go. But I'm just so happy to be here. This is um, what I dreamed about is being able to make an impact at this team, um, at this program at Rutgers. Um, you know, I just give so much thanks to um, my coaching staff. I know I've, I'm in the limelight a lot as the head coach, but what we've been able to do together, um, my two assistant coaches, Anna White and Allie Heaven, signed on with me. Um, so they've been the, we've been a consistent staff for the past three years, which doesn't always happen in lacrosse. And um, they believed in this program. And when I told them my goal was to take Rutgers into um, the national um, limelight and make this a program that can compete nationally and for championships. And um, they were on board from day one. And so I'm just so proud of what we've been able to do together um, because I wouldn't be the coach without them. But, you know, I think that we have so much support here. And of course, my family's support as well, which means so much um, to me. And so um, I couldn't be more thankful of everyone here at Rutgers, the whole community and what we've been able to do. Um, it's really been a team effort in so many ways. And last question for you, heading into Friday against St. Joe's, second year in a row, in-state tournament, first round. Uh, what does this team need to do to be able to be successful on Friday? We need to come out strong. We need to come out and play our game and dictate, you know, I think from, from the beginning, that's what I really want our team to do is play our game, have a presence out there and compete. Um, and I know that they will, this team plays with grit. They play with a lot of passion and this is what we live for the, the tournament, the playoffs. Um, it's everything. And I know this team is fired up for Friday. Big 10 coach of the year, Rutgers women's across Melissa Lehman. Congratulations on all your success and best of luck this weekend in NCAA tournament. We'll be rooting for you. Thanks, Aaron. Go right. Thanks so much to Coach Lehman. Always great to speak with her and get great insight on this team and their mindset heading into the NCAA tournament. And now to find out more, we welcome in first team, all Big Ten performer and recently named All-American for a second consecutive year, Megan Ball. It's now my pleasure to welcome in two-time All-Big Ten first team selection, Megan Ball. Megan, thanks so much for being here. Of course. Thank you for having me. Congratulations on your success so far this season. Obviously, um, the team has taken a step forward after the breakthrough year last year. What has really been the big reason for how this team has developed and taken that next step forward in your success this year so far? I definitely think it has to do with chemistry. Like we all came back like wanting more, like we got a taste of the NCAAs, the Big Ten tournament last year. And I think this year we just came back like knowing what we wanted and like from the start, that's what we worked on all season long. So I think like just to finally get there and like do what we had to do. So I think that's really it. Like we're such a close knit team this year. And I think that really helped us go this far this year. And all great teams, obviously, you know, have to learn how to win. You know, last year, I, I feel like, and I know Coach Lehman's talked about it, middle of the year, something kind of clicked and changed in this team and you were able to break through, had a couple wins over programs, you know, never had previously. What was it about that process that's kind of extended now from last year winning that first NCAA tournament game and now having the success that you are? 
see, I think like sometimes like we do hit our lulls, like we have a couple losses, which like we kind of get down on ourselves. But like after a while, like we just turn, like we just stand back, look at what we've done so far. And we're like, we can do this. Like we just have to have confidence in ourselves. And I think just going into the NCAA tournament, like we know what we have to do and like we just have to do it and we're going to be we're prepared to do it. So I think it's just like going out there and actually executing what we learned and what we did all season long. And Friday, you know, program's biggest win in terms of Northwestern, highest ranked win ever. First time you ever beat that program, you know, lost uh, 21-13 earlier in the season. That that game felt different just in terms of how you guys came out and really dominated from the beginning. We're really aggressive. How important was it for this group to be able to do that at home in the Big Ten tournament? How much were you looking forward to do that? And, and I guess, does it feel like a moment that this program is now able to build off of moving forward? Oh, absolutely. I think like ever since we found out we were playing them the first round of Big Ten tournament, we prepared all week long and we just knew what we had to do to go out there and do it. And to actually start at like to go out on the field at our home turf. And I think just like staying there, we all knew like, okay, this is the game. Like we have to beat Northwestern to be able to to go to the championship. And that's exactly what we did. And like we never took our foot off the gas pedal that game. And I think that's what we have to take into the NCAA tournament now is like going in, starting strong, finishing stronger, and we're going to come out with wins. And just in terms of the program, obviously under coach uh, Melissa Lehman, her third season, you've been here the whole time. You actually, I believe you committed to Rutgers before she was the coach? Yes. So I committed when Laura Brand was still the coach. Obviously you had a decorated high school career, Bridgewater Raritan, first team all state. What was it about Rutgers uh, initially? And then how was the process of then staying committed with a, a coaching change and coming on with coach Lehman? So I think like overall, like we were all really excited. We all loved brand, but like as a class, I think like we also talked about it and we were just like, okay, like sometimes change is good. And I think like we just came in, everyone was on the same page when we got there because it's like, it was everyone's first year with the new head coach. And I think, Overall, we all just brought her in. And I think she did a really good job with like communicating with us and like being open with us. And I think that overall helped within these last couple of years of the success that we've been having. That first season, obviously with COVID, um, it was shortened. I only played a few games. How frustrating was that? And did that process and kind of that gap in, in playing and did that help almost understand and, and learn from coach Lehman in terms of what she wanted her expectations and having that kind of downtime help gear up for what's happened the last two years? Oh yeah, I definitely think so. I think we were all devastated after our season got canceled freshman year because of COVID. And I think we never took anything for granted after that. And I think, especially even last year, like we had just played big tens. And I think that was like a step up, but it was also like, we were wanting more, like we wanted to play out of conference. And I think when we did get to play out of conference and then subways, like you saw, we did the first round of the subways last year. And I think we just wanted more out of just playing big tens. And I think this year we realized and like, we didn't take any game for granted and we just went out there conference or non-conference. And like, we just knew that we had to win every game to be able to go into the big 10 tournament and make it into the subways again. And in terms of this team's success, obviously your classmate, Cassidy Spillis, you both came in at the same time. You know, she's dominated offensively. You've really uh, been the anchor of the defense. What is your relationship like with her? How much did you guys know each other coming in? And how surprised are you by her success? Oh, I'm not surprised by her success at all. I mean, we came in, I didn't, she's from South Jersey, but I didn't really know her. I mean, I saw her like once you committed, like at summer tournaments here and there, but I think she's a really hard worker and she works hard for everything she gets. So she deserves it. She deserves it all. And like, 
she's always putting in the extra work. She's always doing extra things. She's even trying to help out other teammates on the team. And I think her success is just going to grow this team stronger and it's just going to make everyone else on the team better because that's just who she's just like wants to teach other people on the team just as much as she wants to get better herself. And how important was it for your class to come in and kind of, you talked about the chemistry for the reason this year, but with, um, you know, established players like TT Nislanski and Marin Hartshorn and having kind of them welcome you in and kind of be able to, to figure out how, how your team as a whole can succeed. Yeah, I think they definitely helped us out. Like being upperclassmen, we came in, like we kind of were just like quiet there, like whatever we did, what you had to do. But I think they really opened us up and they told us like what we need to do in a sense. And like, they were just like always there to help, like no matter what, like freshmen coming in, like it's hard. And I think they really helped us out like growing wise. And I think they'll be continue to help us out. Like Marin's coming back next year. And I think TT did a great job this year of like anchoring the offense. And I think overall, like they're just really good upperclassmen in helping everyone else out on the team. Defensively, this team has continued to improve. Goalkeeper Sophia Cardello, you know, she's just her second year. How have you seen her grow this season and how important is she to this team's overall success? Oh, she's probably one of the most important people overall. And I think her confidence throughout the whole season has grown exponentially. And I think as her confidence grows, like so does ours on the defensive end, because as she's making saves, our confidence goes up and we start making plays. So I think it just goes hand in hand. Like she always has our back just as much as we have her back. And I think it'll always be that way. And just in terms of your growth and development as a player, you know, how has that whole process been at Rutgers and playing in the Big Ten? And how has your confidence grown throughout your career? Oh, I think it's grown a lot so far. I mean, freshman year, I just like kind of went in, did what I had to do and then left. But like now I, it's to the point where it's like I want people to understand like what I'm doing or why I'm doing it. And I want them to have the confidence to do it as well. So it's like freshmen are coming in like we have freshmen playing on the defensive end and I think it's great they're doing a great job and I just think it's like me and like just teaching them like what we learned throughout the years and I and it'll just keep going so as they get older and they become upperclassmen they'll teach the freshmen coming in and I think it's just going to be an ongoing circle of like people teaching each other on the team as they learn what they're doing and now headed into the uh, second consecutive in-state tournament I play uh, St. Joe's on uh, Friday at Stony Brook again, how much does it help that you actually played in that environment last year? Uh, same situation. How much confidence does this team have going in after having that whole experience from last spring? Oh, I think we have a bunch of confidence. I mean, we played on the field already. Like the first game we played was fantastic. We had a great game and I think we just have unfinished business going there, especially against Stony Brook. So it's like we just have to take one game at a time. We're going to go there, play St. Joe's, do what we have to do. And then we'll figure it out from there. But I think we just have unfinished business there. And in terms of uh, Coach Lehman, I know she had high hopes for this team. What vision did she sell you on when you came here? And how much has it come true? What's been her kind of driving message this season? I think her message, and it always will be brick by brick. And I think that stands out to me because it's not just who's plays on the field. It's every single person on the team. And it's like, we wouldn't be able to do what we have to do without a single person on the team. So if like one person wasn't doing their job, like we wouldn't be able to do what we can do. And I think that just emphasizes chemistry on the team, whether you play or not. I mean, it's like everyone has to do their job. And then that's when we start winning games. And last question, um, in terms of for this team to be successful in the NCAA tournament, you have to do what? We just have to go out there and play our hardest. I mean, I've seen us play fantastic games this season. And I think we just have to go out there with, no care in the world and just 
do what we have to do and like we prepare for every game and I think we just have to take what we do in practice and really apply it to the games and we'll come out with a win. Megan Ball, major reasons for the turnaround with Rutgers Women's Across. Thanks so much for your time. Really appreciate it. And best of luck this weekend in the NCAA tournament. Thank you so much. Thanks so much to Megan Ball, as well as Coach Lehman, for giving us great insight ahead of Friday's first round matchup against St. Joe's. Again, 5.30 p.m. at Stony Brook. Nothing listed yet for uh, television. Probably be live streamed through the NCAA site. I'll leave on the post for this podcast. I will give um, instructions on how you could view it. And of course, we'll cover everything here at On the Banks in the post game. But best of luck to this team. They really have uh, ascended in this last year. And just a quick note, just with both programs, uh, we'll have a uh, preview for Rutgers men's lacrosse uh, coming this week as well with head coach Brian Brecht and Ryan Gallagher, five-year starter for the Scarlet Knights. But Rutgers is now one of seven schools to have won a game in both the men's and women's lacrosse tournament last year. They're one of just six schools to make both the men's and women's lacrosse NCAA tournament this season. And only three schools have achieved both of those feats, Maryland, Virginia, and Rutgers. So. Just continued progress overall for this athletics department and another sign that things just continue to get better here at On The Banks. Follow On The Banks on Twitter at OTB underscore SB Nation and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Just search On The Banks Podcast.